peace be with you as we celebrate that God is building a kingdom out of his compassion and grace. God surrounds us with the secure walls of his kingdom. And so we celebrate him and worship him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From Psalm 85. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. We cast the weariness of our souls and the burdens of our sin upon the Lord who brings relief and rest. We confess, I have lived as if God did not matter and as if I mattered most. God's name I have not honored as I should. My worship and prayers have faltered. I have not let his love have its way with me, and so my love for others has failed. There are those whom I have hurt and those whom I have failed to help. My thoughts and desires have been soiled with sin. I'm sorry for all of this and ask for grace because of Jesus Christ and the compassion of his kingdom. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. These are words from Psalm 91. Upon this, your confession, I as a servant of the word announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, you have built a kingdom of compassion and invited us to be blessed within the security of its walls. Give us hearts and minds to follow you, even through the things that challenge us most. May our hope and our confidence be found in you through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate God's kingdom of compassion, we turn to his word from the prophet Amos, chapter 7, beginning at verse 7. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? Oh, a plumb line, I replied. 
Then the Lord said, Look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. And my sword I will rise and raise against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy any more at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he pre predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ, when you heard the message of truth, 
the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise and honor of his glory. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said he is Elijah. And still others claimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead? For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me for anything you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried in to the king with a request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Well, the king was greatly distressed. But because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus was a carpenter for maybe as much as 15 or even 20 years Jesus was probably helping his father Joseph build things out of wood in their carpentry shop. I wonder if there was something intentional about that. Did the divine son of the living God want to spend those years shaping and crafting and building things with his hands as a kind of preparation for his building of a whole kingdom out of compassion and love. Well, Paul tells the Ephesians that from before time and eternity, God has had a plan and a purpose. God wants to build his kingdom bringing the things of heaven and the things of earth together in a glorious unity. This eternal kingdom will be brought together with every spiritual blessing won by the Christ, the one who will give everything in the cause of compassion and love for us. But, well, how to begin all of this? I see Jesus patiently learning to work with wood. Wood, that most beautiful thing that can be shaped and bent and transformed into wondrous things. But no piece of wood is absolutely perfect, of course. Each one has its own grain and its own texture. Its personalities, its flaws, those are even what give it charm. A wood table or a chair is a beautiful thing for being a kind of living thing, transformed and reshaped by the hands of a caring craftsman. So maybe his time in the carpentry shop for Jesus was a time of learning. Learning what it meant to touch the imperfect things of this world and turn them into something new. Maybe when even quite young, Jesus would stand in the corner of the carpentry shop and he would watch and he would wait for his father Joseph to maybe discard a piece of wood. And Jesus would then pick up that one little piece of wood and he'd reimagine how he could transform that one piece of wood into a toy, perhaps for the amusement of one of his younger brothers or sisters. This was the beginning of Jesus somehow, someday, being able to pick up everything and every trusting soul and spirit in all the universe 
And just with his love and just with his compassion, turn us into something holy and blamelessly perfect in the sight of God. I imagine that working with wood, Jesus learned that it was good to not have an absolutely rigid plan in order to finally work all things together for good. Well, would you agree with me that you and I are always um, a little less than perfect in that respect? We're not very good at that at all. Sometimes, maybe out of desperation, we try to force things to happen a certain way. And things don't usually go that well when we let our pride get in the way, do they? We get a couple of reminders of this in our readings today. God shows the prophet Amos a perfectly built wall that is absolutely plumb straight. God tells him that those who try to build things out of their self-righteous pride will only end up building things that one day need to be destroyed or will be ruined. So God says, essentially, Amos, I need you to go and tell my people that in trusting me and my way, my people will step past all the helpless desperation of their hearts. And then I can bring to earth the very wisdom and love of heaven. But of course, our pride, oh, our pride does not like to hear that it needs to step away and it's not needed. In our gospel, we are told about what happened when another prophet, John the Baptist, showed up to announce that pride and arrogance are definitely not the right way. John had spoken forcefully to King Herod. He said to the king, you're a leader of God's people. You're a very important example. You need to do what is right instead of insisting on what you want. The king had taken his brother's wife, and John the Baptist had said, No, this is not how a king should build his kingdom. So, well, King Herod just had John thrown in prison. Now, deep down, the king knew that what he had done was wrong. But one night at his birthday party, a big party at the palace, the king could only hear the flattering voice of his own pride, especially when the daughter of his new wife 
finished her seductive dance for all the king's guests. Oh, ask me for whatever you want, the king boasted to the girl. I want the head of John the Baptist, the girl announced after just a few whispered moments with her mother. And now, trapped by his pride, King Herod had John beheaded. Certainly no great kingdom could be built this way. At the death of John the Baptist, Jesus knew it was time to now take everything he had learned, making things out of wood in the carpentry shop, and now begin to build his kingdom of compassion. The very next day, Jesus was standing in front of a crowd of 5,000 people, speaking and pouring out the wisdom of heaven for them. And then, in his compassion and love for their most human of needs, he fed them with a miraculous meal Created out of just five loaves of bread and two fish, he fed these 5,000 people a heavenly meal brought to earth, the beginning of an eternal kingdom. Well, in that kingdom, the spirit of Jesus is now among us. The hope that we put in him. You know, in many ways, the hope that we give our God is kind of like you or I handing him a little piece of wood and saying, Jesus, um, you're a good craftsman. What could you make out of this? He takes it gently in his hands. And then suddenly, surprisingly, he disappears for three whole days. For three days, we don't see him at all. And then, amazingly, he returns. He hands us back what we gave him. But now it is transformed. It is our redemption it is our forgiveness. It is our resurrection. It is all the riches of God's grace. From one small splinter of hope and faith, Jesus has made for us a kingdom, a source, a secure and eternal kingdom with perfect walls the tower in tribute to his righteousness forever. Speaking about that kingdom, do you remember when Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many rooms? That's a pretty memorable statement by Jesus. 
He's telling us so many things about God's kingdom with that one statement. He's telling us that heaven is just as real as anything you or I see right now. But I think he is also trying to inspire us to imagine that, well, now he has built this amazing kingdom. He has built this house with many rooms. You can begin deciding what you will put in your rooms. Certainly, we will not need to clutter it up with tributes to our own pride. No, these rooms, these rooms we have now are a place of relief and rest. This is a place to honor God's name above all else. This is where we can let God's love just have its way. Here in this kingdom, we sing the melody of Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you and worship you that you have built a kingdom for us out of the almighty strength of your love and compassion. Bless us with hope and faith to now fill our place and time with Choices of attitudes and emotions and actions that give you all glory. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed today and forever. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you.
with heart and soul, mind and strength, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, let each of us hear the guidance of your Spirit, that we may live in your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, bless us in the places we live and work and play, that a spirit of compassion would enable us to live here and now in the love and mercy of your kingdom. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, let us rejoice with those who rejoice, that we may know joy in the fellowship of one another. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, let us comfort those who need comfort, that we may be comforted with the peace that comes alone from God. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who need your care today. May we take to heart that you hear and answer our prayers. Lord, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hear our prayer, good Father that we who have praised you may glorify you in the world, that the eyes which have seen the coming of your Son may long for his coming again, that all of us may live a blessed and holy life in your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.